Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is up, guys? Welcome back this week, working class on DeerCast. I think this is episode 80, and my good buddy Shad is joining me via his uh, man cave or garage in Indiana. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Good. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. um, Indiana Deer Turkey Expo, I think, was our last hang. February. It's been a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So you're due to get back in the studio, you know, and hang out with the boys and... You don't do that whole thing. We miss you. For sure. Um, hopefully with this uh, this career change I've recently took on that I'll have the uh, more free time to do that. So, yeah, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Well, congrats on that. We can cut into that a little bit. So for everyone that's listening who, you know, a lot of our buddies and our crew know who you are. Um, you're a great friend of ours that we met through the connection with Joe Humphreys and Big Time, and you just kind of fell in and cut it up right with us, and you're cut from the same cloth as the WCB community is. Um, And you're just a fun dude to BS with. So we're kind of titling this a BS session, um, and we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. That's kind of the fun thing about podcasting. Not every single episode needs to have this like hard-set agenda because we're not a freaking late night show. For sure. For sure. So what's new, dude? You changed jobs. So you're like, what, enjoying life now or what? I'm trying to figure out how to do that. For I mean, it's, you know, I, I left the uh, manufacturing um, environment from the steel industry and uh, moved towards more of an office setting uh, with eight hour, you know, day shift kind of thing. It's been 25 years since I've had an eight hour a day job. I mean, I've worked a 12 hour or 12 hour swing shift job for 25 years. So um, this has been my third day in the new position. And it's really weird coming home 
you know, being home by three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, uh, I like it, but it's, I'm, I'm, you know, used to cramming 27 hours into a 24 hour day. So having <laughs> free time is something I'm not really accustomed to, but I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring it out for sure. Well, I know a lot of people listening can probably relate, maybe not a lot, but I, I know for sure a few people um, can relate to kind of working a job that takes up. I mean, I don't know. Is there? There's probably not a better way to word it. It's like kind of takes up your life a little bit. But if you did it for that long, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy that other gig? Or, um, I didn't hate it, uh, but it was out of necessity. Um, you know, I, I, between my wife and I, we have uh, five children, and um, you know, we've been together for 17 years, and um, it was very financially lucrative. Yeah. to to work those hours and to work in that environment um and it just got to a point you know my my kids are old I, i've only got one child living at home now they're all old and moved out on their own and um or older i'm a grandfather and um basically where this all this transition stemmed from was when i got sober a couple years ago like it, it was just time for a change mm-hmm. and this was part of that and um you know, it's it's really easy to become trapped in a thought process that you have to do something, right? I, yeah. I think anybody who, who's gone through anything in life can have that kind of understanding. Dude, everybody gets and, trapped and, in that. I don't even think like some people. I think everybody get everybody for sure gets trapped in that at some point in their life. For sure, and that's where I'm at. And you know, um, it got to where I was. Like, I got to think about another 20 years doing this right um i'll be 48 this year but you know people talk about retirement age and stuff like that i was like i i, I don't know if i can i'll eat a bullet before i can do this yeah you know what i mean for do this life for another 20 years and and i don't need to anymore um you know we're we are financially okay and i kind of hinted with this to you at the uh, deer and turkey expo that i was like you know i'm i'm gonna change there's gonna be some stuff it just happened to work out where I could stay with my current employer because um, I've been with this same company for 21 years. I didn't really want to throw that away. Yeah. But I was willing to. I was willing to in order to find that next level of happiness. Um, you know, I was I was ready to do that. And sacrifices sometimes get made for that stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I had to try, you know, I mean, I, I had to try this idea that I've been romancing for the last two years. I was tired of romancing it. It was time to put some some action to it. Yeah, kind of like what you did. You know, I can always go back if I don't like this. You can't. If, if the office life isn't for me, if the hours aren't for me, I can always go back. I mean, I work well in a production environment, but yeah. I, I just I have to try, man. You know, dude. dude I think a lot so. of people like all that stuff is scary. Like everybody has bills. Everybody has a family. They have you know, things they need to pay for. You, you have responsibility. So like making career moves is scary. Um, but the, like, I think people forget the, yeah, you can, you can always go back, especially nowadays. If you're willing to work, you're going to have a job. Like, and that's the thing too. It's like the big thing when I left deer, you know, I, th- I think most people are like, hell yeah, do it. And then I had a few people like, just like um, passive aggressively kind of hating on me a little bit, like even to my face almost to like, um, oh, insurance is expensive. 
uh, what are you going to do? What happens if it doesn't? Like, and then I, you know, I get tattooed. Same thing with tattoos. Well, what are you going to do? You got a tattoo on your neck. It's like, dude, who cares? Like, it's all good. We'll figure it out. And like, yeah, John Deere is still hiring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not the end of the world, man. And I think too, like, you know, say you in this new gig you're in. Yes, you could always go back, but if you don't love it, something else could arise from the change in this gig that leads to something else. But dude, like we're a long way from deer season. You are going to be the happiest shad we have ever seen come this fall and you can go hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially after like last year, you know, I was, I didn't even know if I'd be able to bow hunt last year after my hand surgery and stuff. And now to be, getting off work every day at two 30 in the afternoon, which we're on a time change difference. Uh, you know, I'm on Eastern you're on central, but it's, you know, there's a lot of daylight left and I'm surrounded by thousands of acres of public hunting. So I don't have to go to my, my little home 30 acres every day. Like I can just go hunt like, yeah, yeah. every afternoon. I can just go hunt somewhere. Yeah. And I'm, so looking forward to that. I mean, but it, it, it just opens up so like, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, not being able to go to some of my grandkids school events or just anything like trying. I mean, you know, I'm an ultra runner, like yeah. trying to fit time in running in there. Like I just got this. I mean, they just gave me four more hours of free time. And that's <laughs> a lot for somebody like me. It's like I can do oh, yeah. so much with four. Well, did you add up that over a week? You know, it's like, that's a lot of time, but you know, I, I, you know, we're not really, we're talking hunting, but we're not like, I think this type of talk, you know, we, I talked to this with Danielle a couple weeks ago and Danielle, they, they went on and started their own deer process processing business and they do their own canned goods and kind of like small farming, like in my opinion, it's like good, wholesome Midwest America, like earn your living. And I, and I do like to touch on this stuff, especially, you know, within working class on DeerCast. Like, we do our best to make these lunch break length videos. Um, if people ever wonder why we try to keep them 30, under an hour at least. Sometimes they go long and, and whatever. But I do that for guys on lunch break. And I think this stuff's good to talk about because it's easy to get, you know, stuck in the work mode, stuck in life mode. And, like, and no matter what you do, I feel like it's you kind of do that a little bit. Like, you get stuck in... um I, I guess you're busy. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm trying to avoid the term excuses a little bit here, but maybe they're just excuses. Uh, I think we just, you know, it's a comfortability thing, right? Like a lot of people, like you mentioned earlier, they're scared. I, you know, I was, I wasn't scared, but there's a little bit of, you know, stress or anxiety or fear or whatever emotion that brings to you on any type of change. And when you become used to something, you just kind of become okay with it, right? Yeah. That's what I think it is, anyways. Yeah, no, I um, think so. Yeah, that's probably, it just becomes your norm, and you kind mm -hmm. of, like, autocorrect to it. Um, yeah, and, and my norm is really weird <laughs> compared to a lot of people, so, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it, it's, this was, you know, going through some a change like this that opens up free time for me is really, really cool, but it's also scary in the sense that a, a guy who's, you know, who is, you know, over two years sober now and has, you know, a lot on his plate. Whenever I have, I, I don't understand idle time well. And it, it kind of scares me. Like, what am I going to do 
when things when there's nothing to do with mm-hmm. this free time. Right. Yeah. So those things, that's the stuff that scares me. It wasn't even about like the money or anything like that. It was just like that was the scary part for me. But I'm just like, you know, I've I've be- gone through all this. this be- is just, because this of is just the uh, did it scare you because of like juggling? Well, I don't want to say maybe juggling is not the right term. Now you're sober. Was it like I'm gonna have all this free time? I might have the urge to drink a beer or something. Was that the fear? Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's really easy when you're busy and exhausted. It's really easy to not worry about that, right? To not yeah. worry about having a drink or something. And, and, and anymore, like I don't, I don't even want to have. Like I don't want to be drunk again. I don't want to have a hangover again. I don't want any of those things. Um, yeah. I just don't there. It's just not who I am anymore for sure. But yeah. there's a fear, you know, there's always that little fear because like, y- you know, I'm, I'm, I've been sober before and I, I went back to thinking I can handle alcohol. And within four years, you know, I was lying on the floor, you know, trying to remember how to breathe. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want that to happen again. So there's a little yeah. fear in that, right? That, that this, I, you know, idle hands kind of thing. Yeah. But when I'm working 12 hours a day and then I go run 10 miles after work and, and I'm trying to find time to shoot a bow and be with my wife and do yard work and do all these other things. If you don't have time for that, it's not a problem, but well, you know, you know. Th- this kind of relates a little to the um, conversation with Jacob, you know, Jacob got out of the military, you know, Jacob hosts the victory drive podcast. He was last week's yeah. episode. He kind of talked a little bit about um, veterans coming home um, and having, we didn't get like real into this. We t- talked like they come home. They're used to like having goals and missions and like very productive goal oriented, like day to day. And then they come home and then it all kind of is just over with unless they pursue it. But he's like, you know, guys will come home, take some relaxing time, which in, in my eyes, they all, of course, earned. Um, but he said for him, like hunting has pretty much saved his life and could probably save a lot of veterans lives or um, like similar to what you're saying with be- becoming sober. Um it kind of gives you things to go after. You can set your own goals within it. You can control uh, the parameters of how far you want to get into it. And so it kind of like, and it's not easy. And that's the good thing about it, about hunting. If it was easy, there would be no goals to set and no goals to work for, because it would just be, you go get it. And then then it was done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it can apply, you know, I think people that had, you know, addiction or just struggled with alcohol or, I mean, it's the same thing. Um, hunting probably pulls a lot of people out of that or has the potential to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives you something positive to focus on and mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, hunting or shooting sports or, or whatever, right? Like yeah, something positive that you can put some, some focus and you get some like really good return from, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you get those feel good endorphins from it. And, uh, you know, those once that's those feel good endorphins is what is what was the catalyst for all this to begin with 10 years ago when I, you know, first recognized that I was, you know, that was deeply depressed and I was an alcoholic and, you know, I was overweight and like I went for a run one day and for for whatever reason, even though that mile whipped my overweight tail for a moment, I felt alive. And I hadn't felt alive for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just I just kept chasing that and chasing that. And then that 
that was the catalyst which waterfalled into other avenues of my life and it just changed everything mm -hmm. i knew how to feel like crap feeling good was a little bit scary <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah i, I it was it's foreign to me it still is like it still yeah. kind of still frightens me a little bit well dude so, i'll tell you like i went from oh, we're just talking we're just talking about stuff but like I, I I've always been really, really into hunting, like um, from an early age, and I'm fortunate enough that I was into it so much. At, at the same time, I started getting like um, real careers or like real jobs. I got real jobs is probably the more applicable title for that. And I I went in the mindset of I'm never gonna let a job tell me I can't go hunting because I'll just find another job. And I stuck with that as good as I can. But what happens, like, I went from being, like, a BMX, crazy in shape, like, kickboxing every day to an adult that worked and then went home. And then when hunting season was around, I hunted. And then it's like, so, yeah, I've just now started kind of getting back in on my fitness game a little bit, like, uh, with bike riding. You know, I've always mm -hmm. been a bike rider. Bike riding is, like, my way to work out where it doesn't feel like I'm working out because I'm having fun. Um, so I'm trying to make that more of a consistent part of my adult dad life with two kids and this job I'm trying to like keep above water. And it's what I'm getting at. It's, it's easy to slump down and be like, I don't have time for it. And I, I do that. I'm I'm actively always pushing against that. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably losing, yeah. I'm losing a lot of times to it. If we're being honest, <laughs> I am. Well, I mean, you, you are also responsible for everything that, you know, WCB entails, right? Like yeah. I mean, you've got, we, there's a good family. There's a lot of support and everything, Yeah, but you know, it's it, basically it's, it's your ass on the line if you don't do those things. So For that, sure. I don't, I mean, that's not really making an excuse as is would be like the guy who is only working eight hours a day and says, I don't have time, but spends four hours a day on the couch, look at their phone or watching TV or whatever. Like, it's not hard to find 25, 30 minutes yeah. for movement if you want to. Like, it, everybody has time. It's just how you figure out where that time's at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you're going to have to sacrifice something for it. Yeah. But you're going to get something out of it in return. I mean, it's no different yeah. than like finding the time to practice archery, finding the time to, to hang out with you, finding the time to do anything. You just, something else has to go. For sure. You know? And I think I do. Uh, well, I think everybody probably struggles with that a little bit. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to, I don't know, like this week, um, the time of recording, my wife's out of town. I've worked out almost none this week when I was daily because I'm like running in to take kids to daycare, then coming back. And by the time I get back here, it, it's just my schedule's off. So I haven't done it. So, and then I feel guilty about it. And then I'm like, oh, I got a bear camp coming up. I got to, I got to be shooting my bow. I always use the term, I'm shooting my bow like I'm preparing for a fight. Mm -hmm. I got to get on that. I got to get moving. And uh, I haven't yeah. been shooting. I've been shooting, but I haven't been shooting like I'm preparing for a fight. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, there's a, you know, there's a little, you know, I, I've used it as a hashtag on posts and stuff, but there's a, a little thing that it's like, you know, life won't wait. You know what I mean? That's that's what I think about that every time I try to like make an excuse that I don't have time. So I'm just like, life won't wait. Like if these are the things that I want to do or I want to accomplish or I need, life's not going to wait for me to like feel okay or to 
get that extra 20 minutes or whatever. I got to make it happen. You yeah. know, you're you, you. It's the same thing when you like went full time with this. You like kind of had that really, life's not going to wait. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do this, I need to do this. Right. And you made the time. You made the sacrifices. Yeah. It might not. It might interfere with some other things, but that doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong. Like taking the time to make this successful because this will have rewards in the end or <laughs> it'll become so big where you don't have time at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, I run through that with with Joe all the time with Joe Humphries and, you know, like he created a monster yeah. with big time uh-huh. and he doesn't, you know, this is a guy that him and I used to hunt and do everything together with all the time. And and now like I went over to his house the other day and it's like, we haven't seen each other since the last time I seen you. He lives seven miles from me, mm-hmm. but he's just always busy. Right. It's yeah, but it's a good busy. It's he's, a good busy. It's productive. It's a good busy. It's, pr- sure. it's productive sure. busy. Well, dude, if it wasn't for the podcast and like what we've created with this and, and like, I don't know how often I'd see Eric or Austin or Doug, like we might go, it might yeah. go hunting season to hunting season before we talk on a regular basis. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but we've committed to this. So we're, we're together once a week for a whole night. You know what I mean? Like I know people see like the podcast, it's an hour or two hour, two and a half hours, whatever, but we're in here for a couple hours before we're in here while we record, we're hanging out in the studio. Like we're enjoying what we have here. Um, but the podcast has created like this community and I think what's it's healthy because one, it's it gets us out of <laughs> this sounds a little messed up. It gets us away from our wives and kids for a night too and spend time together. Like, but but in a healthy way. You have to have that. You have to have it's it. it's not it it doesn't anybody can take anything out of context and make it sound bad. Yeah. Right. Saying, Oh, it gives me away from my wife and kids. You don't want to be around your wife and kids. No, not that. But everybody has to recharge in whatever manner that yep. they need, right? Yep. Um, and I, you know, I have to have that. I have to recharge. The woods is nature is where I recharge at. Mm-hmm. And so, hunting seasons are only so long, right? That was what was really cool when I when I discovered trail running back in 2015. Like, oh, I love the woods. I can do this in the woods. This is really rad because yeah. when I'm running trails, it's like I'm free. It's like a little kid again, and you're jumping over logs and crossing streams. And it's like, you know, when you're a little kid, you just go play in the woods and go running. And like, that's it's like a playground for me every time I go do it. Yeah. So there's, there's comfortability, and that's where I recharge. I, I mean, I, I'm draining my battery at the same time. Yeah. It, it's, but it's, you know, my spirit, my soul everything about me, like to be a, a better husband and a better father and a better grandparent and just a better person. Mm-hmm. That's where I get my recharge from. And and sometimes we have to break away from the things that we love to do that, to love better. You know oh I yeah. Mean? Yeah, for sure. That's something like you, I think you learn more as you have kids and a family and like, you know, it's uh like, dude, I, I, I went on a lot of hunting trips last year. I'm very grateful for all of them, but it's like crazy how much you miss your kids in the middle of it. You know why you're, you're doing what you want to do. You're doing what you love, but you're like, man, I really want to be at home with my kiddos. But also yeah. too, it's like, you know, I'd rather, of course I've always wanted to be with my kids. Here's another one of those things that can get taken out of context. If someone cuts this clip and runs it through an AI filter, <laughs> there's no place I'd rather be in Wyoming than Wyoming during elk season with an elk tag in my pocket while bull elk are bugling 
I'd love to be at home with my kids, but I don't get to go on my birthday at the beginning of September and chase elk around while elk are bugling. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Sorry, my son just, my son just come walking in the light <laughs> and it looks like you just got yeah, illuminated. The, yeah. <laughs> What's happening over there? Shut that door, please. Yeah. My, yeah, I didn't know that he was coming home right now, so and I didn't send him a text like, "Hey, don't come through the garage." So <laughs> just looks yeah. like an, you're being abducted, is what it looked like. Aliens just came. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, you need that. You know what I mean? You got to be away from your family to like. It's a recharge. You know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. One thing. Um, one thing I feel like, and I know you've done a lot of this. One thing I feel that this is one of those things I haven't had time for, but I want to do more of. Like we used to do it crazy when we first started it's like 3d shooting in the woods kind of the same concept yeah yeah i love dude i love archer shoots and it was uh last year was the first year and i don't know how long that i didn't go to one 3d shoot i couldn't i mean i that my whole hand had my right hand had to be rebuilt last year yeah and uh it was strange it was really really strange to to go through that Mm -hmm. um and I'm looking forward to doing it this year. It's still hard for me to shoot a bow. Um, I mean, it was May 4th was a year from the surgery. It's still hard, but I can do it a little bit. You know what I mean? I can do it more. Yeah. Um, a, a lot had to change. A lot of my ego had to drop. I had to drop a lot of poundage in my, in my bow weight for compound and traditional. And yeah. Uh, but the cool part about that was, is I love to build arrows and I love to tune arrow stuff. So like I got to build new arrows these lower poundage bows and yeah. you know get them tuned and stuff like that so like there, there was a plus side to it but man shooting 3d and just hanging out with your friends and talking crap to each other and it's you the know, best dude, dude, it's so good it's so good it's golfing um, with bows is what it is it, it yeah it really is um one, one of my other good friends tubby like man the amount of crap that we talk to each other when we go to shoots together mm-hmm. it's just it's it's not ready for prime time for sure. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's hilarious. You know what I, I always mean, thought about would be fun to do with like the WCB crew. And then like, maybe we, we could do it with you and Joe and all that. It's like do a video, have someone just come and film us and just film like that 3d course interaction and make like a couple videos out of it. Cause like not only like people who go get it and know how fun that is, but there's a lot of people I talk to even now that are like, I've never been to a 3D shoot. Like, what is it? I think it sounds more structured and professional and intimidating than what people realize it actually is. It's it's just it's it's yeah. le- it's leisure. Just go. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and and you know when you when you have a, a mixed variety of people, personalities of archery equipment stuff like that, then it gets even more fun, right? Mm-hmm. Because for instance, like the first time I met you guys when I came out for that first shoot. And I was the only guy there with a longbow yeah. and I shot that mule deer or whatever from like across the pond and it was like 60 some yards or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how far it was, but I was just like, yeah, I'll try it. And you know, pin ringed it. I think Austin might've been standing there or whatever. Yeah. I almost spiked my bow. Like I didn't expect, <laughs> I mean, I shoot far a lot, but I didn't even, like all those people yeah. there. I didn't expect to just drop it like that in front and of everybody. Just, just like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I don't know why you guys are shooting compounds for you. Just yeah. kind of walk off and be like, that's the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, just talking crap out uh-huh. of luck. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. It's it's just real fun. It's so harmless. It's so it's so like wholesome fun. And then you're gonna be at the shoot this year. You better with this job change. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. my wife. Uh, my wife's going to be on vacation, but I've already got it. You know, the dog sitters in the works and you know, our dogs, when the kids started moving out, my, my wife kind of like, we had empty nest syndrome kind of. So like we had our dogs and then like our original pack, you know, started to, to, as aging dogs do started to die. And we got two different dogs and over the last couple of years and, they don't know their dogs. My dogs don't know their dogs. They think that they're people. Yeah. So my wife will not board them. Like they, like somebody has to stay at the house with them. They have to be able to sleep. It's just like all this stuff, right? Yeah. So we don't vacation much together because of that, because we'd have to take the dogs. So, mm. um, so I have to have a dog sitter come, so I can go to the shoot while she's in Salem. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm but, I appreciate the effort already for that. So yeah. that that's gonna be a good time because that's exactly what we do at the shoot is everything we've been talking about, and I miss that, you know. But it's one of those things that kind of felt like the busier the podcast has got, we all have families now, except for Doug. Uh, shout out to Doug. It it you know the 3D shoots was like it's the one thing that dropped off because of like time issues. Because other we, dude, when we first started the podcast, every weekend of the summer, all the way until like hunting season. We were at a 3D shoot and we like, we used to keep on the window in the studio. We used to take with uh dry erase markers. What our total, we total our points and we do like a running season total on who had the most points. So yeah, it made everyone not want to miss the next one. So they didn't fall behind in points. So yeah. it, it was fun, man. You know? Yeah. I've never, uh, I mean, of all the times I've been to the shoot, I think, I've only actually shot the course the first year that I went. I've never um, shot it. I've never shot a full course. Well, I just, I shoot all the time, right? So I have more fun. I just want to hang out and talk to all the people I don't get to hang out with on a daily basis. I, like, I'll shoot my bow when I go home. Yeah. Like, I just want to hang, it, you know, it's it's that. Well, you've, you've experienced, you know, like I'll help somebody, like somebody I want to shoot a bow or one of my traditional bows or whatever. I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go lose some arrows or whatever. People yeah. get freaked out about it. Just arrows, dude. Yeah, just shoot them. I'll make more. Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. Well, all right. So let me ask you this: You're gonna have more time, and you, you know, you're a traditional guy and a compound guy. Well, you're. I consider you more of a traditional guy because I feel like if you shoot traditional, like you shoot it, you're a traditional guy. Um, but you do have a compound. It's hard for me to shoot a compound. Like even to the even though I started shooting one again since 2018, it's still challenging for me to shoot a compound. And, and dude, I'm. We've talked a lot about this. Like you've been on a, a handful of podcasts. Like the the trad community is kind of giving you some grief for d- shooting both. Uh, at first, because um, you know, I've shot traditional. I shot traditional exclusively from like 1993 until 2018. Mm-hmm. So, and I was. Uh, it's it's really easy to become part of that groupthink mindset. And I was one of those guys at one time where I was just like, you know, my bow doesn't need training wheels. Wheels are for cars, all that, you <laughs> yeah, know, all yeah. that crap. Yeah, right? I love it. I love the wheels um, are for cars thing. That's the best. Yeah, but it's, uh, it was, I lost. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I kind of lost the fun in shooting traditional. It it, it wasn't as enjoyable as, as it once was. And I love archery. Like I, And so one day, you know, like you guys have heard this story before. One day I was just at, at, at Josh's 
uh, archery shop, Cedars Archery. And he happened to have a bow in there that he made me a deal that I couldn't pass up. So I was just like, yeah, I bought this compound and I had fun. Like I was having fun shooting because it was hard. It was very hard for me to to use a release and to use sight and do these things that I haven't done in years. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I caught a lot of crap from the the diehard traditional community over that. Because you knew um, a lot of those guys, like because you've been doing it for so long, you were like you were involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, it's like a second family. Now, I will say those that know me as a as an ethical hunter and that didn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, it's it's my mindset of how I hunt is always the same. It's it's get close, you know, ethical shots. Um, I don't take chances, you know what I mean? Cuz things happen. Yep. Uh, we've all experienced it bow hunting. Things happen. And if I can eliminate some of that by just getting closer, then that's, that's what I'm going to do. So even though I shoot a compound and and can shoot farther distances, I don't. Cause I've never, like, even when I set stands up and stuff like I've, I still set my shots up for 15 and in. Yeah. Like, that's how I set things up. Cause that's what I've just done forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, once, once people realize that I'm not just like going off the deep end and changing who I am and that, you know, I, I'm an ethics first bow, I'm an ethics first bow hunter always yeah yeah uh you have to be man yeah everyone uh, should be i guess and it it hurt a little bit to like hear some of these people that i care for like talk crap because i suddenly was shooting a pulley bow um (laughs) but you know i just like i've never done anything to cater to what others think right i'm not gonna let that i'm not gonna let that change me now i mean i've never done it with music i've never done it i mean i'm i'm a 47 year old skateboarder like I don't let people like when you gonna grow up. I'm like I don't, I don't know, dude. I love it. <laughs> you man. know what I mean? I love it though. Like <laughs> that's why, like you and I hit it off. It's like you know, you got big gauges and you're just doing your thing, man. Like, and that's I don't know. Like I, I took my gauges out for a long time because I was like, oh, I need to be Mister Hunting Industry. And then I was yeah. like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm unapologetic for who I am. You have to be. I, I mean, that's good. I won't, uh, I won't apologize for it. Like if, if. If if you don't dig it, that's that's cool. Like I'm, I'm glad we live in a world where you can voice your opinion. Yeah. Um, but I I mean I will not apologize for being a bow hunter. I will not apologize for being an aging skateboarder. I will not apologize for doing dumb crap when I have pins in my hands because I'm an aging skateboarder, like yeah. trying to ride my motorcycle, uh, or climbing <laughs> on a roof or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I won't apologize for these things because this is just who I am. For sure. Um. Now, if I'm doing something, if I've done something wrong to somebody or if I'm being not a good person, I'll apologize. Like, I will try to change those. Yeah, of course. I'm not hurting. If if I'm the only one that's going to get hurt from my stupidity, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah, you can't, dude. You can't. Well, you know, too, like going back to like the trad thing, they have been like pretty critical. I I mean, of course they have been to us. And, And I'm not speaking of the I don't know everybody. I don't care to know like who's the who's who right now mm-hmm. and the forums and the traditional side of things. Um, the guys at the push archery have been awesome to us. They've been great. And I don't know them well, you know, I've talked to them yeah. online and stuff. They've been cool. But um, I mean, if you look up where working class bow hunter podcast gets hated on, it's traditional forums and it's more like the old head type guys, mm-hmm. as the kids would say nowadays. Um, and a lot of it probably is because, on our normal normal series, we cuss. Um, 
I have holes and tattoos, and that's a problem for a lot of old head type guys. They like, can't get out of their boxed in thinking. And then um, we drink beer on the podcast. Even though they drink beer, they just don't do it on a podcast. So we should be ridiculed yeah. for that. I've spent a lot of time at traditional camps, and everything that you just said happens at traditional camps. <laughs> right, happens everywhere. Uh, you know, like and, ATA and it, show, it, man. Like everyone, all the stuff people hate on us, those guys that hate on us are doing it at ATA show where everybody sees yeah. it. You know, it's, it, but it's like any type of group, like, you know, even if you take bow hunting, take just take the compound community or whatever community, right? There's always going to be people who are going to complain about how somebody else is doing something. For sure. Or that it's not okay. And I do the same thing, like, you know, the the age old crossbow thing. Like I I can't stand those things being in a, an archery only season. But that's just my opinion. I'm not going to go and hate on people for do it. I'm not going to support it, but I'm not going to hate on you for doing it. You're not right? steering and, and off the path to like to do it. No, I'm not making it my my mission. And in in the last five years, I've had a lot of talks in traditional camps about the reason why I stopped going to some of the traditional suits after I started shooting a compound. I was like, you want to know who never gives me crap about what, what piece of gear I'm bringing to a shoot are people who don't shoot exclusively traditional, right? Like I can bring a longbow or recurve to any compound shoot and nobody flips me crap about it. Most people are interested in it if they don't know about it or whatever. But if I tried to bring a compound to a traditional shoot or even talk about it. Like I catch crap. So now me being the guy that just loves to stir things. Like when, every time I go to traditional shoot, I've either got, I've always got something WCB on, especially after Austin's debacle. Right. Um, and that was one of the big forum. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- no, it, of course. Right. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, the lead ringers of that is I, I'm not going to like, voice my opinion but it's expected yeah it's expected. Well, yeah whatever it's um but and i wear a compound comp like i wear a matthews hat or an elite like i wear something just <laughs> just because i want to make people feel uncomfortable about how weird they're being over nothing right, right? like yeah yeah you know it's 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 just it's just a weapon man and i say as i say that i'm also the same guy that when somebody talks about crossbows I'm like, that doesn't belong here. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a weapon. It's a very viable weapon. For um, sure. But you know, it's I I still have my own hang ups as well. But oh yeah, it's human, I dude. Know. We I don't all know do. if any of that I don't know if any of that makes any sense. Oh, it but does. It's, uh, it does. It for sure does. I, I want to create I want to create good conversations. Like I want I want somebody to ask me why I'm doing this or why I'm and like let's have some good honest conversations about it and maybe Somewhere along that line, there's some education that can come from it or just maybe a change of thought. I'm like, okay, I don't have to treat everybody like crap who shoots a compound just because I shoot a longbow or, or it is. So the division is just as bad in the traditional world, right? Like you've got people who are primitive, who only shoot, who think you should only shoot a bow that you have carved out of a stab, right? And that you are using cane, river cane shafts and you're either napping your own head or you're forging it out of a piece of metal or whatever, right? Yeah. Hand tied feathers. And that's the only way you can shoot archer. And then <laughs> oh, so you've got people who it gets broken down to even like finer tooth subcategories. Oh, like in the and and there's arguments and debates about um, debates debating's okay, but arguments. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like just, I, you know, you know, if, if the way I, this is just me, man, the way, if, if you're hunting ethically and legally and you're enjoying it, cheers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you know what this, this kind of falls into the, um, just off of turkey season here and you got a bunch of turkeys behind you, like the re the reaping or don't reap the turkeys and there's. I'm, I feel like I'm I'm sort of the outside in this conversation and only in my mindset because I don't care. Like, I don't care if you reap a turkey or if you don't. It's goes back. It's like if it's OK. Well, I guess reaping is looked at as being unethical. I don't know about that. I guess I I, I don't care, man. I got a turkey tag. I'll try. I'll try reaping a turkey. I'll try decapping a bird with a bow. I'll shoot one with a shotgun over. I I don't it doesn't really matter to me, but I see people go back and forth on okay, one people hate on the reaping thing. Then people hate on using decoys. And then it's like I think people think you just need to use a wingbone call and no decoys and you're just calling and I don't know. Right. I don't know like what if you want if you hunted to make everybody else happy all the time, you'd be walking in circles out there. You can't. You can't do it. I mean, try to make 10 people around you happy. Now an entire community. Like, you just, you can't do you, it. You can't. So, and, and I feel like there's... And, and it, go ahead. If, if you're doing any of this to make somebody else happy, you're doing it for the wrong reasons anyway. But isn't there, like, a beautiful... And I know you know this, Shad, for sure. And I feel like this is something I've learned as I got a little older. Isn't there something beautiful about, like, all of a sudden not really giving a shit what every little thing that is said about you or because like with the podcast, let me give you an example. When we first started the podcast, it was weird to be publicly ridiculed at first. Hell, I mean, until like three years ago, hell, two yeah. years ago, maybe, or maybe, I mean, I, I'm pretty used to it at this point. I mean, some of the stuff bothers me. It's like, ah, come on, you know, or it's like, that's not me or they're to miss it. They, they're looking at it wrong or they took this tidbit of me and that's who they think I am, whatever. Um, but now it's like I care less and less, and it's kind of like a freeing thing. It's just like uh, I'll get a screenshot from somebody. Hey, so-and-so's trying to put you on blast, and I'll open up like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very freeing. Um, fortunately, I've I've had that mentality for a long time. Yeah. Um, it, it fades out. I've been in the public eye for most of my life being a musician, right? you know, things like that. So, like, whenever I first – started doing writing and playing original music man that's that that's <laughs> you like talk about yeah full force you want to talk about people like you know really just hammering you go up there and try to do art <laughs> right like yeah. try to do art and you want it to be accepted but at the same time you don't really care but you do kind of care because if people don't dig it then it makes what you're doing you know yeah harder it's harder um so it's it's uh, it was really weird. They just know. have to be receptive to it and more of a positive way. They don't have to love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I was, I can, I can remember, I can vividly remember when like people talk about making it or whatever, right? Yeah. The first time, I I was on stage and I watched a kid sing my lyrics back to me. Like you know, we're in the we're in the jam. He's singing my words. I'm seeing him do this the same time I'm doing it. And I almost stopped singing because it like it floored me. Like I mm. never thought anybody would sing a song that I had written. Yeah. Yeah. And 
to have that happen like right there, like it, it floored me. Like it floored me. Mm-hmm. And this was my first original band. We had like, we had one three song EP that we had out and we like every show we were just handing them out. Like awesome. we brought a, a hundred, you know, this is, you know, back in the day, we're talking about CDs here, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We would, we would burn 50 to a hundred copies of the CD before every show. And we would just make people take them. I didn't care if they threw them at their friends. I didn't care if they used them for skeet practice. I didn't care what they did with them. But I was just like, just take them, take them, take them, take them, take them. Yeah. And that's how that got around. And, and this, this, we were playing all this club and this cat came, you know, was, came up to me, came up to us after the show, man, I really like this, this one song. And I was like, I saw you sing it. Like, it was like, I, you know, I hugged him up and, it was a really, really cool moment. I was like, I don't care what happens with music from here on out. Like, I've made it. That was like, yeah. the, nothing else changed from there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then, you know, like my last major band I was in, I'm almost twice as old as the cats that were in. I'm in a pop punk band. <laughs> I love it, dude. In, in my 40s, the drummer is my son-in-law now, right? Like, it's like, you know, like I, we would, I would be the cat at the merch table at the shows because everybody else is young and they're, doing the mingling and stuff. And I'm just like, I'll sit at the merch table. I've done this crap yeah. most of my life. I don't, I don't, I don't need to interact with early twenties females. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, and then we, you know, it's our turn for our set. So I'm like getting my stuff and I'm learning. They're like, you know, you'd see people looking like, why is the merch guy like <laughs> on stage? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I'm playing, like I'm playing the jams and like, it was confusing to some people for yeah. a while, but no, that's awesome. Though. It was, so, so yeah, that brings up a good point. Like, what are you, are you going to get more? Like, I know you've always been in the music, but is there any like teasers of like you being a part of a band again or doing something new with that? Cause you, you got more time now. So automatically yeah, means so, more music. Yeah. We like since COVID, um, one of my old guitar players and, uh, and my son-in-law, um, we have started like a prog metal project. Um, but things always keep coming up to like, it was hard to find a drummer. Uh, to, and we don't, we don't even have a, a vocalist for it yet, but we've been writing these songs and then I get injured. Right. Mm. <laughs> so like I'm out of playing music for almost a year. Um, and it's, it's just now getting around where I can start to use my right hand. Dude, I still have a hard time holding a guitar pick, but I play bass in this band. And, um, I'm just now getting to where I can start to play a little bit. So yeah. at some point in time, something, but it's, it's, I don't ever want to be, be as serious as I was with the pop punk project. See, like, I, love I don't, that. I, I mean, I know, I know what you're saying, but that music video you guys put out where well, I guess we're wrestling that like, yeah. I play that music video in the studio all the time. Like, I wish I could play it at the end of this. I, it's probably copyrighted. So I don't think I can, but I won't, I wish no, I could play it. I could. I can give you, you. Yeah, you can play it. Nobody, nobody that nobody that was part of that cares at all. Like it would be awesome. Like they're just like, okay, yeah, this because the band is actually like so that that band is reforming. Um, obviously Frankie and I, who's my son-in-law, we're we're not in it anymore. But the, the name's still there, and and they're trying to rekindle that again. Is, so is there a it's chance- just. Is a chance of you guys going back into it with with them, or is it just is that ship sailed? Not with me, um, not because I don't love those guys, because I do. Like it, leaving that band was really hard for me mm-hmm. um, because I, the last album that we put out, like was for me was probably one of the most fun I've ever had creating anything. I hate the studio. 
I don't like, I just like playing live shows, but I enjoyed the time in the studio. I enjoyed creating the songs with these three other guys and I enjoyed playing them. Um, and, but it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like it takes a lot of time that I'm not willing to give up, man. Just all the practices, all, all the shows, the times on the road, you know, just all of these things. Like I'm just not in a place in my life where I really want to do that much yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't mind playing a show a couple times a year. Right. But even that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get like, I don't want to go. I have a very big sense of responsibility. Now, if somebody's paying money to see me play, mm -hmm. even if it's free, whatever, I want to give them the best that I have. Even if the best that I have is mediocre, like I want to give them the best mediocre that I have. <laughs> yeah. So, full, full effort, full effort. Yeah. And it's, it's that old punk rock, um, mentality that like because henry rollins has always been a big inspiration for me mm -hmm. growing up and, and and having like that in the back of my head is that you don't ever go out there and like cheat these people yeah right for sure, for sure. um it just takes so much and and, and I, I i don't know i haven't i haven't been on stage since 2021 mm -hmm. uh, i was told that i'm going to get pulled up on stage this summer um for a, a, a friend's, well, my son-in-law, his his old band, they're having a reunion show. And the first time I met him, I actually crashed their set because they were doing a Rage Against the Machine cover. I didn't even know these guys. Like, we were playing a festival. <laughs> and I was all super stoked that they were playing this jam. And I looked at these guys who were, I was like, do you know them? And they're like, yeah. I was like, will they get pissed if I run up on stage and grab a microphone? They're like, no, dude, they'll love it. And oh, like, geez. All right, so I just bombed it right i knew the sound guy he saw me coming up he pointed at a microphone from front of house i grabbed it and we just rocked this thing like we had been like this was rehearsed right yeah. this is the first time i met these guys <laughs> so oh, coming long like many years later that drummer now my son-in-law and the father of my grandchild like it's crazy how that all worked that but they're coming back together this summer and uh, to do a, a reunion show. And they're like, you're coming, you're going to come play. Yeah. You have to do that. Song Dude, I want to like, see, I, I'm worried. I want to put that song and uh, so on the audio side, I want to put the song on the end of the video, but I want to put the video on the, the, on the end of this podcast on the video side, Go ahead. but I'm just worried like ahead. Spotify or YouTube might ping it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it is copyrighted by the band, but I was part of the band. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no, I mean, that's all I need is, is really that, but I don't want like the automated process. I think I just don't, I just can't monetize it probably on YouTube, which I won't anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about any of that part of it, but we'll I've just try it. And if it's an issue, I'll just take it off. There you go. It'll be fine there on Deercast. Is, is, yeah, I, have, I have you on record saying it's fine. So yeah, it was a fun video to record, man. That was the two. For as short as that thing is, which I don't know what it is, like four minutes long, five minutes. That was a 12-hour day. That was a 12-hour video shoot. Dude, I one that. thing, I have to see if I can get the video. If one of them guys could send it to me. Uh, I can I can ask him. Um, I, know, I know it's on YouTube, but I mean, I don't know if he has it anywhere else or not. It was released on YouTube. So. All right, I'll, I'll try and figure it out. I'll try and do what I can here. If, if it's not there, yeah. then you know I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> So, but, but yeah, I mean, I still, I still talk to those guys. So like I can, I can get like, yeah, I'm sure he has it saved somewhere. Yeah. Cause he's not gonna, he's not gonna let that. Oh know. no. That he's not like so me. Good. Yeah. Well, he's not like, I'm, I'm like a very, like, that was a moment in time thing. And like, I love to like watch it and laugh, but like, I don't live there. Yeah. And I know he's gonna, 
that this band is his baby. He's been in it since the beginning. So it's like, he's not going to let that. Yeah. Hit him up and go. see if it's cool. If we do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Well, dude, this was a fun convo. I miss you. I, I, we got to get together and have like, you know, when we hang out, this is what we do the whole time. So this is just yeah. like us hanging out digitally, virtually. Yeah. I've, uh, so I've got my, I got my next big race, uh, a week from Friday. And after that, like, I don't have anything else race wise, like to train for till October. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm gonna have some free time. So like, I'm not going to be spending every weekend running, you know, 20 and 30 miles to train for yeah dumb mountain race. Well, maybe some That's guest, fun. some guest host slots will be available and you can come in and hang out. Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be a good time. We'll drink. Um, I miss uh, you guys. Man. I don't know if NA beers are still on the table, but we'll have an NA beer night. I I don't drink them like I used to, um, but I do I do enjoy some good NA beers, especially when I'm like that's that's my big thing with with uh, where I want to have a drink at is in those type of environments because I yeah. I love that like hunting campfire. Yeah, you know, like I yeah. I like to have something then, and and the NA beers come in. Come in great for Dude, that. I drank a so, couple of those with you last time you're in. You brought them, and they're great. Yeah, and they're they're getting better, man. There's so many more companies out there that are that are making some really really and, good. And for the record, we're not talking about like NA Bush or O'Doul's. Like these are like craft NA beers, and they're they're actually yeah. quite nice. So yeah, man. Uh, Brew Dog has been my go to here lately, and and they, I mean, Brew Dog makes regular beer as well. They're a craft beer company, but they they're in a they're in a line is I'm very fond of. So, cool. Well, yeah, man, it's in a beer sesh, man. I'm down. <laughs> I, yeah, I might even have to like get some of that crappy bar mat swill in a bourbon and see if I can get Austin to make a halfway decent old fashioned out of it. Uh, a kitty, a kitty old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, man. He a could, mocktail. He could make you a mocktail. He could make you one. <laughs> He'd make you one gladly. I'd drink one with you. Yeah, it's I'm not I've chasing it and it's like. I'm glad I don't like it because I love bourbon. And if <laughs> yeah. I like this stuff, it would be bad. But, yeah, like it was, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right though. Well, hey, where yeah, can people sure. find you? I'll I'll put everything I can in the description. But if there's something um, new, I mean, I'm on all the social medias. Um, I don't really peruse the Facebook very much. It's it's a, a cesspool of of nothingness and anger. Yep. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me uh, um, at Enjoy Yourself. So or just Anywhere WCB is that you can find me somewhere on there. I'm usually linked or something. I'm not hard to find. Come see Chad in the flesh June 10th at the WCB shoot in Rio, Illinois, Galesburg Archery Club, June 10th. You'll be there hanging out. Yeah, man. I'll bring bows for people to shoot. That sounds awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to hang. That's not that far away. It's a month. No, it's not. It's It's literally a month from now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a month from today and it's going to be I'm looking forward to it, man. Hopefully I'm my uh hopefully my body's not beat down from my race next week. <laughs> okay. So. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, but, I appreciate you. This was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a good time, man. Thanks for having me. It was good catching up with you. Of course. And thank you everyone if you made it through this whole episode. Maybe you laughed, learned a thing or two. Um but come hang out with us at the shoot June 10th. Uh we'll see you there. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant and or shoot your bow. We love you. Peace.
Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. This is a little bonus add-on. You know, we talked about Shad uh, letting us put the music and or video if you're going to watch on the video side of things. So uh, we got permission. We got the audio. We got the video. So what I did, um, music videos on the back end if you go to DeerCast or our YouTube. And now you're going to hear the song just on audio if you're only listening. Um, but I definitely recommend checking out the video or just searching it on YouTube. Um, the it's a pop punk style band, which I do like, um, but the music video makes the entire thing. So it's, it's a ton of fun to watch. They're like wrestling and stuff and shads in the entire video. So I think you'll like it. So if you're hearing this, you're just listening. I recommend going to watch and uh, while you're there, give our YouTube some love, give Deercast some love. Uh, we need it there more than we need it anywhere else. So much appreciated. Hope you enjoy. Here's the tunes. Conviction, but don't speak our mind. 